Were these the forces of evil or just a childish prank? Why should Duncan Sanford send for his wife and his daughter and then not turn up? Why? Could Duncan have hypnotized Jennifer in some way? In these mysterious surroundings, even death has its resurrection. Put your arms around your mother, child. She's had such a fright. Was it sorcery, superstition, or black magic? There's a girl's hands, and she's squeezing a leaf. The girl, is it Jennifer? I can't tell. It's, it's all hazy. Baffled. <laughs> Starring Leonard Nimoy, Susan Hampshire, Vera Miles, and Rachel Roberts. A perplexing puzzle of action, drama, and mystery, which ventures into the realms of the unknown. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night, the angriest podcast on the internet. Fired up for oh, November. Oh, my God. Just, just, and we aren't even, we are, Election Day hasn't even happened yet, Mark, and we are just oh, so God. angry with each other. Yeah. I'm angry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm the last angry man, Mark. Did you vote? I did vote. By mail? Yeah. I got my yeah, sticker. It's sure. right, it's over there. Right there, on yeah. top of the thing. Yeah, like, you, you really think that gets somewhere, don't you? Uh, voting or the sticker? No. Voting by mail. Oh. This goes right. Oh, it goes shredder. just... Yeah. I can hear it, I, I can hear it on the other side oh, of the door. Oh, this is important. <laughs> I'll, get this, I'll get this right to the president of votes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Votes, sir, we've got, a, we've got a good one. It's a big one. It's a hot one. And I'm just sitting there just going, like, I've helped with the democracy. Yeah, the <laughs> democracy is safe. Works. Uh, no, I voted. I'm holding on to my sticker because, uh, uh, let me tell you out there, a lot of freebies coming your way on Super Tuesday. Oh, with my the, God. You got you one wear of your stickers? Sticker? Yeah. Like, do you get a scoop of ice cream? I think, I don't know where, but a lot of businesses will start offering you goodies, you know, to... Uh, come out and show off your dumb sticker right. and then they'll give you like i don't know kick in the ass you get a haircut <laughs> what can you get you uh, get a donut i think i've seen places that offer like um, a gallon of gas no like a donut or like a coffee or like a scoop of ice cream you know it's like going places on your birthday right you just start just busting balls because it's your birthday i can start busting balls because i got a vote sticker right it's like uh Went, uh, was out and about yesterday, went to uh, Taco Bell randomly. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to smash on some delicious how, tacos. How random was it? Were you walking around and you saw Taco Bell and you're like, I guess I'll go in here? Or were you blindfolded and driving? Uh, and then you yeah, crashed I, into I, I, Taco Bell and I, you're like, oh. I was in the trunk. Yeah. And uh, they drove in circles. I could tell that they were trying to, to confuse me. Right. No, they. Um, I went in there and I was, cause uh, I was, I was out with a friend and we, we were like, let's get lunch. We went to Taco Bell. It was, uh, it was November first is when we went. The day was Is that is not, is not the thirty first or is it the next day? All Saints Day is the next day. Anyway, uh, they were giving away free tacos because of the Steal a Base promotion from the oh. World Series. So I was really excited. You were like, great, the Dodgers suck. I was waiting for a line out the door, but I feel like once once they stole the base, everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah, free tacos. And then like two minutes later, they were like, what were we talking about? Right. And then they never mentioned it again that there's yeah. going to be free tacos. But I got one. I got a 
free Doritos Locos Taco. That's crazy. They're gross, Mark. I'm sure. I yeah. was I don't I don't usually eat those and I had one and I was like, this is gross. I want the I want the normal one. Yeah. This one's just red. Did you have to have that one? Was that the promo deal, or could you get a normal you taco? You could get a normal one, but I was like, well, it's, it's free, they want so the real Slocos. I want to try. I want to. I so I Mark, as I've told you before, and I've told a lot of people this. I love brands, all right. Yes. And so, if a brand is telling me that I need a Doritos Locos taco with a good fusion of uh, Pepsi uh, Co. Mm-hmm. Frito Lay right Overlay. synergy. Yeah, then uh, I'm gonna eat a goddamn Doritos Locos taco. Sure, and uh, and you're gonna hate it. I'm gonna live to tell you that I didn't like it. Well, you should too get salty. That again. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark. Speaking of a gamble, we took a big gamble this week on television movie nights. This month, in the month of however, November, our listeners have not taken a gamble. No, no. You've made the safest bet of all, listening to you and I talk about fucking shit for God knows how long. Two hours, six hours. How long is a baseball game anyway? Right. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> that's how. That's that. Quote, that's how. Right? Yeah. That's so many quotes. Um, uh, we are listening this month in November. We are watching. Failed television pilots that were turned into TV movie specials. Mm-hmm. And uh, last month we had scary movies. Now we're into November. You know, there's nothing to there's nothing to fear in November, right? Mark. I mean, we're gonna, everything's everything's fine. fine. We're gonna be, we're gonna be fine. I've everybody. never been horrified and disgusted <laughs> during the first or second weeks of November. No, never no, in my never life. Never just screamed into your pillow. Never happened. Nope. November is the safest month of all, everybody. Failed television pilots. This week, Mark, we watched a little something called Baffled. 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 And uh, we're going to talk about it. That's how this podcast works. That's what we, we do. watch a thing, and then we talk, and then we about, talk it. about it. Mark, we're going to dive right in. Enough horseplay. We're going to dive right into Baffled in a segment I like to call, Well, What Do You Know? Mark Baffled premiered on January 30th, 1973 on NBC. WNBC. Mark, what do you know about 1973? 1973 was a big year. Big year. For America. Huge year. A lot of important things were happening. Uh, There was a president. There were states. Mm Mm-hmm. And... uh, the country had never had more gasoline. Tons of gasoline. Too much gasoline, some would say. Way too much gasoline, Mark. Like, we like were just, it was alarming. We put it in a field and we just set it on fire right. just to get rid there of it. Too much of it. Well, uh, Mark, 1973, of course, a uh, very a tumultuous year. Mm-hmm. The Watergate scandal just picking up so much steam at this Nothing point. Nothing to see here. Obviously, 1972. Nixon wins his re-election campaign. Right. That's right. Uh, Spiro Agnew resigns shortly thereafter. and uh, Thus ruining the scheduling of Dracula. That's correct. And uh, the wheels start setting in motion towards Watergate. 1973, also a big year in terms of television. We have shows like uh, The Tonight Show Moves to Burbank from uh, New New York York City. City. New York City. Uh, Deliverance is in the movie theaters. The Godfather. Great movies. 
also uh, around that time. Uh, HBO is launched around that time. The Price is Right premieres. You had to actually have someone come into your home and attach a cable to your television. That's to right. Get HBO. You had to physically. That's how it worked. They were, they, people went door to door getting this uh, and home if, box office. And if you and lived somewhere where the cable wouldn't stretch, they'd say, well, Tough shit. Deal with it. You fucking idiot. Now you can't well, watch. Shove ya. Now you can't watch. Um, Superman. Showboat? Like a ragtime. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, Shows that are currently on the air at this time. All in the Family, The Carol Burnett Show, Columbo, Adam 12, Sanford and Son, Emergency. Oh, my God. Ironside. So, but uh, we're talking about January 30th, 1973, and this is when Baffled comes across the airwaves. Yeah, right over the plate. This is starring Leonard Nimoy, mm-hmm. Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Mark, how, how long did Star Trek run? Three or four seasons. Three or four? Are you guessing? Or are you? I'm, is that a thing? Is that like that they split the last season up? I'm guessing I think it's four. Is it two? Three. It's three. God damn it. Three seasons, and it ran until 1969. 1969. So, Leonard Nimoy obviously needs to find the next thing. Right. Even though he's a beloved actor, as Mr. Spock, he only ran for three seasons, and now it's three years removed from it. So he's right. got to find something else. He also this did, is it. He did Mission Impossible, too. Well, he but did. But I think that might have been after this. He did a bunch of other things, but... This is his. This is his vehicle. Fine. Yeah. This is the vehicle. We're gonna take. We are in the Leonard Nimoy business. Right. Star Trek aired on NBC. The Enterprise was someone else's vehicle. Yeah. Gods. Oh, what does he need with a starship? Good question. That's a great question. Tune oh, in. Almighty is asking Tune in for to it. find out. Uh, this uh, movie is also starring Susan Hampshire. Hampshire. Right. Hampshire. I recognize Hampshire. But I don't know from what. Fourth Sight Saga, The First Churchill's Vanity Fair, all BBC productions that won Emmys for each one of them during the 60s. Yeah. Maybe I saw Vanity Fair. Uh, And a bunch of other BBC serials. Uh, And then also in this, Vera Miles from Psycho. Psycho, of course. She She plays. plays, Uh. Crane's yeah, Marion's sister, sister. Uh, Lola. I think it's Lola. Something Crane. like that. Uh, and then she actually shows up in one of the sequels as well, playing the same character. Yes. Uh, that is. Uh, it is. This has been directed by Philip Leacock. Laycock. Leacock. L e a c o c k. Leacock. Leacock. Lea big cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, he has directed several UK oi, films. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, okay, just uh, I told you not to bring the soundboard. I, it's always with me. He uh, directed several UK films, including a film called The Kidnappers and uh, The War Lover, then moved into TV doing episodes of s- such terrible shows titles like Eight is Enough and Gunsmoke. Right. This was written by Theodore Epstein, who looks to be a journeyman. Writer writing sporadic episodes of a bunch of 60s and 70s series, a, including a, a traveling minstrel of the, of the written word. Marcus Welby, MD, Kung Fu, The Mod Squad, The Waltons, just to name a few. 
Do you want a Waltons? I'll give you a Waltons. I'll give you the god best goddamn Waltons you can ever imagine. You got Good night, John boy. There, done. Done. Just send it off. You I don't know. A, you want a mod squad? Sure. Good night, John boy. <laughs> done. Uh, I, yeah, they like fly a kite or something. That's like most of Walton's plots involve that. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, um, there's a storm and he gets lost. Yeah, and then he he's like, oh, no, I'm not lost anymore. Yeah. And then they fly a kite again. <laughs> you know, enjoyable times. You're right. We just want to be more like the Waltons, all right? Unless. Like Murphy Brown. Oh, no, I don't think that's how that, that how quote, it that's how it went. I yeah. think that was it. So we're going to dive right in, though. We're talking about Baffled. Yes. Baffled. Mark, uh, what what were your kind of first impressions before you, you saw the trailer? When I watched the trailer, I thought this looks bad. Oh, no. This seems confusing and weird, hmm. but also bad. Yeah. Turns out... It was bad. Oh, no. Uh, Leonard Nimoy plays a guy who gets visions of... This is according to the trailer. Of the trailer, yes. Leonard Nimoy plays a guy who gets visions and then tries to solve crimes. Something like that. Something like that. Well, we dive right in. We have our opening scene. A mother and daughter are heading off to the airport. Turns out they're going to be going to England. Jolly Jolly old, old old England. England. The daughter wonders, maybe maybe the mom gets back with old pops? Yeah, maybe things work out. Seems like says, haven't been with your dad for a long time, but the letters that he's been writing to me recently have been oh so sweet. Positive. I'm optimistic that maybe uh, we can uh, rekindle some some old flames. Some fireworks will go off. She's like, look, I know you're my 11-year-old, 13-year-old daughter, daughter. but uh, it's been a bit of a dry spell for old mom, Mm -hmm. so... uh, I don't mind telling you, we're spending $1,600 to head across the the two of us over there. (laughs) Head across the pond. On the prospect that I might get some action. (laughs) So, you know, live it up. That's what I say. Uh, The daughter says, well, a great philosopher said that after 10 or 11 years, things get better. And then she's like, what philosopher said that? What philosopher said that? And the daughter says, Me? I would have asked the cab driver to pull over. <laughs> you you really are your father's daughter, aren't You're the you? Fucking worst. <laughs> then we get we smash right into a rockin' credit sequence. I love this credit sequence. It's a jazzy music it's, sequence. It's up and they're showing you clips from this episode. The thing you're going to see. If it had been a series, they would have shown you clips from later episodes that they'd already shot. It would have been But we didn't do that, so they're like, get ready for this scene. Here it comes. You're going to see this a little bit later. Uh, yeah, if this were oh. an actual series, it would have been uh, Leonard Nimoy in a crypt, and he's got a flashlight, got a and he turns the corner, there's yeah. a skeleton, and then and it's then... like him hanging off a helicopter. And then uh, Leonard Nimoy like, uh, in a driving a boat. Yes. And then uh, Leonard Nimoy like, about to, hanging off the ledge of a building, and then he looks through, like he's on a balcony, right? And yeah. he looks through the window. And he sees a sexy woman stepping out of the shower, and he's <laughs> and like, it, "What?" <laughs> and then she looks at him, and then he like kind of gives a look, uh, and then he falls yeah. and he dies. <laughs> that's that's what it would have. That's been. what it would have been. But, but instead, instead we get it's Leonard Nimoy jogging. He gets he jogs. He's driving a he, like a big fucking Edsel. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, just tearing up like a forest yeah, in it's the like, biggest car you've the ever seen. Fucking wacky this races. This thing looks he's like it's gonna fall apart every time. Dick dastardly car. 
uh, but that's the jazzy credit sequence. So we're getting we're getting people excited to get baffled. All yeah. right. We uh, come back. Leonard Nimoy is I've got here, quote unquote, driving a race car uh, in the Pennsylvania 500. Leonard Nimoy is uh, Tom Kovac. He is a race car driver. Uh, yeah. And that he owns a rear projection screen and sits in a race car every once in a while. Uh, it, the amount of self-control that Leonard Nimoy had to have exerted in this close-up of him as yes. he's pretending to drive to not go... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's right behind me. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Nimoy wins! <sighs> milk. Drinks a bunch of milk. <laughs> I get the wreath. <laughs> What's this? The Queen of England showed up and she wants to drag race. <laughs> oh, she's got an early lead on me. Uh, no, it looks terrible. No, it's, it it's... looks absolutely horrible. And we start with a close-up of Nimoy's face yes. and the rear screen projector. Even though there is footage of cars driving yes. on a racetrack. And then we cut the stock footage and I'm like, you didn't want to start with the stock footage mm-hmm. so that I'm eased into the no, illusion we got to get that bit? ID shot of him. Here's, here's Leonard of Nimoy. Of his eyes. Yes. Because he's wearing that helmet and mask where you can't see anything. Uh, yes, he's uh, driving a race car. But while he's in the race... He, he gets a, just a weird premonition that just happens of him driving up to a mansion somewhere. Right. So he freaks out. Then he's like, oh, oh. But then he studies himself. And then he then he has a, a vision of almost running into a, a truck with a bunch of hay bales on right. it. And he's, oh, oh, God. And he veers off the road and crashes into actual hay bales that line the track. Yes. And while he crashes, he has visions of himself falling and he sees a girl that looks like the daughter from the first scene right. coming down a set of stairs. And he also sees a woman screaming. Uh, and the paramedics roll up to him and they think he's dead. They say, oh, yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He's, he's not walking he's, away he's, from this, this one. It's like, this is, the, this is one Kovacs not walking away from. Yeah. At which point he just kind of wakes up. Huh? What? He's like, oh, oh. And they're like, guess not. And then he and gets he out says, of his You're car. You're right. I'm moonwalking away from this one. And, and then he, then he, he does dun, like dun, a cool dun, disco dun, dance. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, he gets up and he kind of shrugs and he's like, "Guess I'm not dead." Yeah, and then that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Guess I lost. That sucks. But the oh, Queen well. of England. Uh, so we then cut to a hotel room, and uh, Leonard Nimoy, Tom Kovac, is on is, the television. He's on the television. He's being on, interviewed by a '70s interview like talk a show. Host. Tom Snyder esque. Kind of flicking his cigarette. Like, like, so is, there, is there a labor crisis in America? <laughs> Tell us more about your driving. Uh, yes, he uh, the talk show host says, well, well, yesterday you had a very traumatic accident and you almost died. Tell us more about that. <laughs> and Nimoy is very casual and calm. Oh, it was it was quite a it quite was, a spill. It was, it was crazy. Uh, I was driving along and. He starts explaining that's fiddling uh, with the uh, radio, yeah, <laughs> trying to find uh, some tunes. You know, get uh, the uh, get there's a rock block coming on. Yeah, so deep gonna, purple. We are gonna put the I get usually get the let out, and <laughs> <laughs> obviously, big 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 clap huge from the, laugh, yeah, big laugh. Uh, no, he kind of explains the visions now, that he has. Now for a word from our friend at Viceroy Cigarettes, <laughs> ladies. Uh, so. You're out and about, and he explains, you want to light up a cigarette, but you don't want to look too manly. Go with the Viceroy. So he explains that he had a crazy vision, uh, and instead of the interviewer being like, well, your 
brain got smashed against the inside of your skull. So whatever it you saw is probably didn't happen. Probably alarming that you're so convinced that it was real. Mm-hmm. He's like, tell me more about this. Meanwhile, there's a woman watching the TV yes. who is also talking to the TV saying, oh, yes. What did you see, Tom Kovac? I must know what you saw. Again, nobody thinks it crashed into a car going 180 yeah. miles an hour. This is a near-death experience. Like, he this hit is... his head. It's not that difficult. But everybody's like, oh, he had he saw something. He's got the touch. He's got the, he's got the power. Uh, yes. Uh, she... He says the thing that he keeps referencing is something called Wyndham and Devon, and he doesn't know what right. it means. The woman in his vision said this phrase, Wyndham and Devon, and he, he's like, I don't know, some crazy thing, some fucking thing. I was trying to get the let out, and, you know, as 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 a block is up, and right. I just, all I could hear is Wyndham and Devon, and I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to win this race. Look cool while I'm doing it. Some, Wolfman Jack was singing. <laughs> he's like, ah, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Tom Snyder guy just takes a drag of his right. cigarette. The woman, then, the, this is this is only seven minutes into this, all right? right? So he has these visions. He explains it on the TV show. And then this woman, who uh, we see in the hotel room, then tracks down Tom Kovac in the very next scene. Right. And she's like, oh, thanks for talking with me, famous international race, race car, car driver, driver, Tom Kovac. So she's I'm some fucking woman who, crazy sells, who sells rare books. Right. She finds him in his swinging New York bachelor apartment. Yes. Her name is Michelle Brent, and she thinks there's something supernatural happening here, Mark. Right. She thinks that he can actually have visions. He thinks that she's down to bone. Yeah. Because he spends the rest of the scene trying to convince her to have sex with him. Uh, she's not interested. Hmm. And he lies he explicitly lies and nobody points pointed this out in the episode which drove me crazy because he says are you sure you don't want to get some dinner i know a great armenian restaurant Mm -hmm. there's no such thing no (laughs) it's it's garbage food son of a bitch disgusting uh, she says that she knows that he saw these things and has these supernatural visions because she sells rare books, which means she knows a lot about the occult, Mark. Sure. That's, that's the rarest natural, of books, all right? Natural connection. It's, you know, it's it's a first edition of Oliver Twist, mm-hmm. all right? It's uh, a, a, a signed copy of... Uh, uh, Moby Dick. Of Moby Dick that is actually on uh, a very fine binding, mm-hmm. gold leaf. And then uh, the Necronomicon. Of course. I mean, it's it's, it's all, right there. It's all right there. You want a Necronomicon? I could get you a Necronomicon, for Christ's sake. She says, you saw a, a manor. You saw a British you saw manor some kind estate. Of mansion manor. Why don't you, Why draw, don't you draw it, it for, for me? me? He says, okay. He just freehand sketches it in front of her. And then he shows it to her. And we get a we get a shot of the piece of paper, mm-hmm. and then we get a shot of her eyes, and her eyes go wide. And I thought it was because she was like, "Oh man, you are an idiot." <laughs> oh no, he's got brain damage. Because he drew what a child thinks of when they draw a house. Yeah, draw it's draw me a house. A yeah, block it's like with a root with a slanting triangle on top of and it. And then this happy little fellow up here is the sun. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> oh my, you drew it exactly. And she shows him a picture of Wyndham on Dever. Yes. And he's like, sure, in so much as they're both upright structures i guess they are exactly the same it's it's literally it is it is a picture perfect recreation, recreation. of windham and devon 
Uh, it's, um, yeah, I was expecting him to turn around and for him to have drawn a penis. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I got a job for you. Yeah. Well, let me, let me show you, you something. You check this out. Yeah. Shows it to her. Wink. Huh? Huh? <laughs> then it's, it's, no, it's, it's only half of it. And she's like, I don't understand. He's like, it's fold out. And then he folds the other half and it's the front of it. <laughs> no, he does a Mad Max, a oh, Mad a magazine, magazine where you have to in. fold it together and it says something. No, it was, it was dumb. It was dumb and it was terrible. But this proves to Michelle that, that Leonard Nimoy, he's got visions and he can see the future. All right, or something. I don't know. <laughs> he can. Cr- uh, what we know is that he can crash a car. That's and he can't draw. Oh, well, that's what we know. So and he's an everyman. We can all do that. He ain't got no game. Yeah. Well, she uh, she wants him to go to England with her. Right. And he's like, I'm not gonna do that. Why and would then, I do that? And then tells her to to get lost. He tells her to get out. He's right. like, Well, I got more sitting around, cool guy stuff to do. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here quietly. It's, it's almost 7 o'clock, so I better change into my casual... <laughs> my uh, casual turtleneck. Turtleneck and uh, blazer combo that I'll be wearing for <laughs> the rest of the night. Well, I don't want to interrupt that. So she leaves. Back in England, though, the woman and her daughter head towards Wyndham Endeavor via taxi. Mrs. Faraday greets the ladies, but she says, well, Pops ain't here. So, because the letters that they had received said to come to this dumb place, and uh, Dad will be here. Dad's not there. Dad's not there. The daughter, however, really wants to meet old Pops because uh, she never she never met her dad before. Right. right. Mom wants to meet old Pops. If you catch my drift. Right. Because they're going to they're gonna have sex. She's been drawing pictures of penises. Oh, <laughs> no. She's like, I can see it from my memory. Oh, <laughs> it's oh like, I have, a, I have a vision, too. Oh, man. Leonard Nimoy gets ready to shower. You know, something for the ladies. Right. He's about to take off. Oh, his my shirt. God. This was, <laughs> this was outrageous. He is about to take off his cable knit sweater. When the phone rings, oh, and he's like, we well, too bad, ladies. So he just puts it back <laughs> down, and I'm like, you bastard. We've all been there you before. Gave me, <laughs> you almost gave me an eyeful of Nimoy. Uh, well, he didn't want it's, – it's called baffled, right? You want to give people heart attacks, right? right? So then he walks by his uh, rear screen projector, which he has set up near his window. <laughs> that shows the New York skyline. That shows the New York skyline, and it's like the sun setting very quickly, and you – you realize the film has been sped up. <laughs> it is the same bird flying back and forth over and over again. It's a phone call from the front desk at his building, apparently. The doorman tells him that uh, Michelle left and said, well, if you want to come to England, come to this place. All right, right. This is where I'm going to be staying. And he says, uh, well, okay, Weak. cool. He's <laughs> like, I'm about to take off my sweater up here. All right, You called me for this. <laughs> Just panting, the doorman. <laughs> yeah. All the way off, Leonard? <laughs> I'll, I'll call back at 15. <laughs> so he hangs up the phone and walks back past the window. But now outside the window is an image of Wyndham and Devon. Right. And uh, it's supposed to New York skyline. Leonard Nimoy starts, he starts having more visions that he's like banging on doors and he ends up falling off a building and, and he lands in some water and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. And then he wakes up on the floor of his apartment soaking, soaking wet. wet. See that it was for the lady. The Again, ladies, for a la- the ladies. The ladies got what they wanted. All right. Meanwhile, back in England, Jennifer wants to meet her dad. Jennifer is the young girl, the yes. daughter here. She wants to meet her dad, but they can't get in touch with him. They've tried calling where he's supposed to be uh, in the village near the mansion, but right. uh, something something nobody knows where he is. Suspicious is going on. Leonard Nimoy then shows up at Michelle's in England. England, right. And he's looking very dapper. She like 
opens the door and he's like leaned up against the door jam his blazer ladies uh he's like uh this this sweater goes all the way up Michelle is very happy that Leonard... It's not just lonely housewives that'll pay $1,600 <laughs> to travel across the cunt of the world to, for a little sex. That's right. International race car drivers <laughs> will do the very same thing. Uh, she's very happy that he showed up, and they're both going to go to Wyndham Manor. and uh, Get to the bottom of this. They're going to figure it out. Why are you having these visions? It's not traumatic brain injury, all right? It's, Couldn't be that. It's literally got to be the one and only thing. Now, look, I... I I sell I rare books, all right. right? I know what I'm talking about. I am moving a copy of Peter Rabbit <laughs> this month. And that's right. In it, Beatrix Potter, big seller this right. month. But beyond that, you know, I, I sell that. But then beyond that, I've got uh, the, the whatever Satanic that, Verses. Whatever that book from the Ninth Gate was, I didn't see the movie. <laughs> I did I, uh, I'm, I'm, there's probably like a Harry Potter book in there somewhere. That's that's pretty. That's, that's pretty right? occult. That's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So at this point, they have made it clear to the audience that Nimoy and the British lady, yeah, believe that there is somebody in danger. Yes. Two women are in danger, and only they can save them. I don't know why they think that, based on him having a nightmare. Right, he has a, he is in trouble. He has yeah, brain he's, trauma. He's the one with brain swelling. Right, he is dying in front of us. Considering there that are the, holes in his brain. Yeah, paramedics just kind of shrugged when he stumbled away from his car. Right, he's, he's like, I need to take a nap. And he just laid down on the track. Rose up every couple of minutes. Uh, yes, it's uh, in but you can see where the but the this foundation is the of, of the show, whatever the pilot would be, right. is that. Here are these two unlikely, this unlikely pair of somebody who apparently has ESP. And is a race car driver. And is a race car driver. And this woman who, which uh, we'll talk about the problems I have with this, but this is this is our, our format right. here. So back at the, uh, back in, in England, near the, the manor, the mother and daughter go to a cottage, which is where Pops was staying. Right. He's not there either. But a woman who's there, Mrs. Sanford, is taking care of his effects. That's right. She's like, Wheezy, that, that, I'm coming to see you. She's uh, in a wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair, but she says Pops ain't here either. But she points to a stack of letters that uh, Jennifer had been sending to her dad. And he said, right. well, something special. I have something special for you. The shit you've been sending us. Right. We've been keeping it. You can take it back now. I guess. Uh, clear up the junk. It's under the penny savers. <laughs> There's got, also, yeah, there's a Val pack under there. Did you notice there was also a monument to Vera Miles uh, yeah. in there? Those are all because uh, the mom is a actress mm-hmm. uh, in this show. So for all the he- so they come into the cottage and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. I have all these old pictures of you. Mm-hmm. And they're like publicity stills from Vera Miles' younger career. Mm. Did you know that? Yeah. Sure you did. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Mrs. Sanford says, well, don't get worried. Don't worry about it. Let's have some tea. Your dad will be back soon. He's only been gone for seven days at this point. You know, no, no one knows where he is. No need to call the police. Right. Uh, but also, you're dur- not a cop, right? You got to tell, tell me. me you have to tell cop. me. You have to literally tell me I'm, a, I'm an invalid in a wheelchair. You have to let me know. 
but the daughter also sees some weird uh, wax seal that's got a wolf on it on, wolf's head. on the back of one of these letters that she didn't send. Uh, but they, they have some tea. So, again, something suspicious is going on. Leonard Nimoy arrives at the manor, and he starts getting a tour of the manor because he's going to stay there, you know, right. to infiltrate. Why they have to go through this amount of subterfuge, I don't know. No, I don't understand either. Who cares if they if these two know each other? Yeah, if they say we're husband and wife, and they show up and they pretend to be husband and wife, what's the difference? But no, Leonard no. Nimoy has to. Or they tell the truth. Oh, I'm a race car driver. She sells rare books. We're here to look around. <laughs> Who gives a shit? We rented the room. We yeah. hear it's haunted. We're paying you. Deal with it. Uh, he shows up early and he recognizes a lot of the places in the manor from his visions. The staircase, uh, the mother, the daughter. How could I have known that there would be stairs in this place? Ah, my one. Ooh, of course. That's uh, more proof. Andrea is the mom. Jennifer is the daughter. And he feels like he knows them. And he also recognizes an elevator that is in the uh, manor as well. Jennifer arrives uh, and she goes into the library and she opens a book in there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, the wolf symbol is back. So there's wolf symbol. So it starts running through this. Right. This is, this is a thing. Since it's turned into a wolf symbol. She's, yeah. Outside, Leonard Nimoy meets with an Italian man. Who I will call Jose Italiano. I don't sure. know exactly what the guy. Guido is. Italiano, oh. I think his name is. Uh, I want to say that the actor. They were like, we're looking for someone who's Italian, has Italian features. Right. And the 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 actor read it and said, I know what you want. Sure. And basically shows up as that's so yes, he's spicy meatball. That's right. Him and his brother Luigi are there. Right. And they. Yes, he he Just goes stomping on turtles. He goes he uh, he's he's performing that Italian stereotype for the back row in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, he uh, Michelle also shows up, and they have to act like Maya they know. <laughs> <laughs> That just plays every time he comes out. It's not in the score. He's got nope, a boombox on it. his hip. No, he just oh <laughs> just beatboxes it. I don't know why they have to pretend like they don't know each other, but they don't know each other. Mrs. Faraday says Leonard Nimoy is drawn here. She knows why he's drawn here. It's because of Gurley, uh, which she says is her dead husband's true love. They don't know what the fuck Gurley is. We'll right. find out what Gurley is later. It's now dinner time, and the gang's all fucking here, all right? We got all our players. We got Mrs. Faraday, who uh, owns the manor. Right. We got the mother and daughter, where a lot of suspicious stuff is happening. We have Leonard Nimoy... And uh, his assistant, Michelle. We have Jose Italiano. And are we going to have the Dover Sole for dinner? And then the woman's like, no. And he's like, oh, this is an actual exchange. And then this actually having meatloaf. Yeah, we're having prime rib. Deal with it. It's like, oh, all right. Okay. Um. And then there's a young married couple. There's a young couple there uh, as well. And uh, so they're they're having dinner. The Italian man wants a slice of roast beef and tells everyone that he's an engineer and he builds roads. Right. All roads lead to his office. That's right. Uh, as an engineer, it's, it's which a, I am, and Italian. Right. Wink. <laughs> says that on my card. The daughter is not hungry and says that she wants to leave. Seems like she's in a real mood. Yeah. Where you got to be? 
Andrea. Fucking kid. You got nowhere to go. You eat your goddamn food, all right? <laughs> I'm disappointed, too, in this trip, okay? It's not just you, all right? Do you know what I th- where I thought I would be right now? <laughs> not here. Yeah. Eating a goddamn okay. prime rib next to Jose Italiano. <laughs> should be... Up to my up to my guts and dick right now. That's where I should be. <laughs> oh yeah, and then she gets a far off look, and yeah. Leonard Nimoy like thinks about it, and then uh, just decides against going after that. <laughs> uh, and the daughter leaves in a huff, uh, and uh, Andrea explains how she met her husband uh, after su- suggesting that the both of them get a hot dog. It turns out that. Uh, it actually is true that they got a hot dog after their first date or right. something. I, don't, I know. don't know. It's one of those boring stories that, like, I think a writer puts in expecting it to lend character when it's really just boring. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. It's flavorful. Meanwhile, you're sitting there watching it. But I guess it is dumb stories that people tell at dinner parties that you're like, yeah, you, but you're don't... sitting there eating your fucking prime rib and you're like, mentally, you're like, who gives a shit? Right. And I want to get out of this conversation, but... Somebody dragged you here. Yeah, but just because it's... You're like, Jose Italiano's DD. (laughs) Yeah, but just because it's real doesn't mean it should be in a television show. I guess. To be like, oh, yeah, I really want people to get that feeling of, like, hating where you are. Really being in a boring dinner party. This is annoyed. Hating everyone that you see. They all seem like a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, good stuff. That's what Baffled's all about. So... The daughter leaves. The daughter wants out. She's like, I'm leaving. I, yeah. I, I don't want to be here. I hate this. I want to play soccer. I don't want to be baffled. So she leaves, but it turns out she went outside, and she's meeting with her father. Okay. Who so says, this is an interesting reveal. Dad's been there. Dad's, like, living out in, the in like, the in a guest grotto? house. So there's, yeah, it's some kind of farmhouse that's, like, out on the property. But uh, says that uh, don't tell anyone that uh, you met me here. Right. You need to lay low, but... As a uh, as a gift, he gives her a pendant with the with, with the, the wolf's wolf head on it, and says, "Don't show this to anyone." Right. Which the dad's acting weird. He's like a weird creepo. Also, she hasn't met him before, right? I want. I think she. I think that's why she gets so antsy at the dinner. Is right. That she met him off screen at some yes. point. But, but so she met this weird guy who says, "I'm your dad. I'm your pop." But don't tell your mom. Yeah, because get, be get out of dinner. Get out of dinner early. Get out of dinner. I got something to show you. And if they have Denver Dover Soul, why don't you bring me a slice? Why don't you, why don't you put that in? Wrap to go that up. Just uh, put some aluminum foil like, on it. it. It was roast beef. God, like, ugh, just damn it! Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Andrea, the mom, goes out looking for her daughter and thinks she spies uh, her in one of the back cabins. Instead, she goes out and finds Jennifer's stuffed doll that she's been carrying around. It's a kangaroo. Right. Uh, but, uh, this was also weird too. She goes back inside and she's like, I'm looking for my dumb daughter who was acting like a real bitch during dinner, but right. I can't find her. Found her goddamn dumb doll. She's talking to Mrs. Faraday who's playing a clavichord. That's one of those weird tiny pianos. It's like a little organ. I think it's what, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, Max Rebo is in yeah. there as well. It's the cantina scene. Right. Uh, so she's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know where she is. So the, uh, Andrea leaves. Jennifer then, uh, she then goes to talk to Jennifer, who she finds in her room, who then scares her with like a candle. She like jumps out. She's yeah. like, "Boo! Ooh, I'm 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 a I'm I'm a ghost. I'm not a ghost. I was hiding." Yeah, isn't Ooh, this fun? Look out for me. 
But then she goes back into the room where uh, Mrs. Faraday was and says, oh, I found my dumb daughter. She was playing some dumb prank. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, weren't you just playing a clavichord? And Mrs. Faraday's like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> of course not. And she's like, oh. Okay. Oh, okay. And then she leaves again. This is never followed up on. No. I want to point this out. This, this, this is never followed up on. Ugh. Leonard Nimoy. The, we, we, well, that's what keeps you for the rest of the season. Yes. That, that's the, the clavichord storyline. Will they ever get back to oh the clavichord? My. Outside, the next day, Leonard Nimoy finds out that Gurley is a 27 Bentley. Right. Some old car. Big fucking big. Just, Tank. It's it's Pathetic. Jack Benny's car. It's just <laughs> chug-a-bugging. <laughs> Uh, he's wrenching on it. Nichelle, uh, uh, Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy and Michelle, they spy on Jennifer, who looks like she's dressing a bit older. Yeah. She's, you know, she's no 13-year-old anymore. She's 13 going on 14. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. I'm I, not saying I, that's, it. You're that's, saying That it. song, I think, is what I was referencing. Yeah. I don't know. She's, um... Michelle, right? Michelle is the... Michelle is like, yeah, she's... Looking a little more mature. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not your doing. And you're like, what? Like, what? I, how dare what you? you just <laughs> Fuck me you! Jesus! I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no Charles Durning. All yeah. right, get the fuck out of here with that. No Dark Knight as a scarecrow. Leonard Nimoy thinks that Jennifer might do something bad. He doesn't know what, but he just says, I think that something bad's going to happen. Again, yeah. Just I oh, your ESP's at work. <laughs> sure, that's what it is. Uh, uh, he thinks there's going to be something bad, but then he gets a vision of a plant that's being squeezed by a hand. The glass is red, and there's something dripping out of a plant. Into a, into a cup. cup. And then we have the most excruciating sequence where he's like, I don't know, I'm seeing something. And then tight on him. And he's like, and his eyes. Yeah, yeah he's, like, he's, got, he's a, got the Morticia Adams where it's like, like light on his eyes. There's a cup, I think. And then she's like, yes, the cup. Focus on the cup. He's like, all right, it's a cup. It's yes, round. Great. Uh, I think there's a liquid. Yeah, it's awesome. And this goes for like two minutes. Yes, it goes back and forth. Until... It's like, we don't care what he just tell me I don't what know. I think it would it would have been cooler. I, I don't know if they would have had the ability to do it, but to like stylize it a little bit more, where he gets like a flash of something, or if and they, then it's like the scene fills out a little bit more, where it's like all he gets, he's like, I I, I just got a ping of a red cup for some reason. Right. Now it's like, well, it's like good. Focus on it. Focus on it. So then it's like red cup, and then and then it's like a plant like appears above it. I'm getting a hit. And yeah, <laughs> I got I got one. I got a hit. Or if they were playing. My favorite game, What in the World? What in the, the world? Yeah, and then it pulls Where back pull to back, Yeah, to pull back that it's something disgusting. <laughs> they run into the house after this vision, this clear indication of ESP or man with brain trauma. Who knows? Who's to say? It could be the same. They find uh, that Andrea is almost drinking out of a red glass. Leonard Nimoy and Michelle very wackily right. come up to her and say, we want an autograph and accidentally spill her glass. What spill a bunch of crazy oaks. And then they run out before they get the autograph. And then afterwards, Nimoy's like, pretty slick, huh? <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. He's like, huh? You, you see what I did back there? And, and she's, she's like, yeah. Yeah, you're like a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> you could have just taken the glass and been like, oh, there's a fly in it right. and dumped it out there. You might as well have just thrown a brick at her face. <laughs> Why didn't you tip the table over? 
But then it turns out it didn't even work because Mrs. Faraday just goes in there and gives her another fucking glass right. of orange juice that's spiked with uh, something gross. Leonard Nimoy finds the plant in the greenery, the greenhouse, and it's oleander, which is poisonous. Yeah. He suggests this to the doctor who's shown up because Andrea's now taken ill. Andrea's taken ill. Okay, so Andrea was going to leave. Andrea yeah. and the daughter were going to leave because she, they got tired of sitting around oh, waiting for this yeah, shit. She's tired of waiting, all right? Yeah, this trip has turned out to be a real... Real, uh, real, real bust. Real shower curtain <laughs> rod, if you know what I mean. I, I think it's just... Panty dryer. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so she says, this sucks. I'm leaving. And then uh, <laughs> she's the like, woman's like, oh, man, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to not have sex. And then she's like, oh, well, why don't you just have one cup of orange juice before you leave town for good? And she's like, all right, down the hatch. <laughs> she's like, oh, no. Cut to. <laughs> my, my, my biggest weakness, oh, no. orange juice. <laughs> oh, this tastes like oleander. Smash cut to. She's writhing around on the couch. She's like, I'm sick. I'm dying. My stomach feels bad. Doctor comes in. Nimoy goes up to the doctor and he says, Doc. It's I'm pretty sure she She's drank been, been poisoned, and doctor's like, doctor hey, says, hey, doctor race car, why don't you fuck off, all right? <laughs> and then walks away. Yeah, and see, which he's like, I got a diagnosis for you. Sit and spin, you fucking idiot. Yeah, why'd you take two pills of shut the fuck up? I and need call a, me in the morning. I need a urine sample. You, yeah, apply it to this rope when you piss straight, straight up. up it. It. <laughs> which. How come we don't? We, there should be a doctor here. <laughs> lays Real into angry. anyone that suggests. Oh, did you read? We did you read a WebMD page? Oh, good for you. I'm, yeah, it's probably cancer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm That's glad good enough for me. I'm glad. Twelve years of schooling and in hospital experience is no match for somebody that's got Google. Uh, and then it turns out it changes. And then it is oh, cancer. Gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought she had Lyme disease. He, or the doctor should have said, well, your brain doesn't work. So <laughs> I saw he, that let, crash. Let, let Nimoy's got a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Nimoy uh, looks at him very purposefully. Olive oil. Shirt sleeve. Yeah. Doc. <laughs> huh? Gesticulating wildly. Yeah. No. Yeah. You got that brain disease. Your brain doesn't work, man. <laughs> The rest of the assholes, meanwhile, while uh, Andrea's upstairs uh, puking her guts out, have some wine. Coming out both ends. Leonard Nimoy sneaks into the garage and finds some pharmaceutical materials in the backseat of the young couple's car. Right. They're leaving for the night. He thinks they're drug dealers or something. Yeah. So he's like, who's I guess the, I'll... Who's the real drug dealers? Mm-hmm. I mean, the people mm-hmm. that work for the pharmaceutical companies? That's what I'm talking That's what about. I, yeah, big pharma. Coming out here, pushing their drugs on us. You know what you need? Boner pills. Ginkgo biloba. Oh. And a little sleep. That's right. That's, that's all that's the body all needs. That's all you need. You just need to regenerate, you know? It's just, it's healing. Sunshine. I I know of a natural spring, all right? I don't want to tell a lot of people about it, but for $7,000, I will show oh. you exactly where it is. It's the, uh, it's the fountain at the, uh, at the city walk, right? Mm, I feel like you've taken my seminar before. I have. <laughs> <laughs> don't share. This, these secrets are only between you and I. Uh, they, uh, everyone seems to be a suspect in this. Michelle is, uh, turns out that, uh, she's going to go find Parrish. Seems Parrish is a friend of the family. Who might be able to tell something. Who might be able to tell something. I don't know. This information comes to her also off camera. She's like, and I was talking to so-and-so and and they said, John Parrish is a man that I should go talk to. He lives in England. 
London, England, which is where we are. They're about to kiss, but then they don't. It starts raining. Yeah. And he's like, wet again, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> room, room. <laughs> and she's like, you are revolting. He says, I thought Christmas only comes oh, once a year. Says, what? <laughs> I don't understand what that means. <laughs> uh, do, mi- do you know what my name is? <laughs> Mulva? <laughs> Mrs. Faraday is walking around. With a very tiny flashlight in the wine cellar of yeah. the manor. And she finds old Pops, uh, Daddy-O in the basement. They kiss. She tells Dad that uh, something that he's doing is making her feel younger. She seems like she's feeling younger. Looking younger. Okay. Feeling younger. Sure. Fine, Fine, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Leonard Nimoy follows Jennifer out to the cliffs because, again, she's going to do something bad. She's one of the bad girls, all right? Yeah. She's a bad girl. Oh, he knows. <laughs> she's out there, you know, smoking cigarette, vaping probably. Right. Fortniting. Yeah, she's playing Fortnite. She's doing dabs. You know, bad kid stuff. Right. Uh, she Jennifer knows that uh, she's being followed, so she kind of gets Nimoy to follow her out to uh, a band, like a railing. That he leans against and then it breaks seductively. And then uh, she's, she's like, she knew she was uh, like, if there's a railing, he'll lean seductively. He's gonna, he's gonna against lean against it. it. So he leans against it, and then a dummy falls into the ocean. Right. And it turns out that that Leonard Nimoy was that dummy, and he's like, oh no, I fell into the ocean <laughs> again. And that's the end of like Act Two. Um, uh, it's kind of like that song, uh, that Phil Collins song. She's, Cat's Cradle. Yeah. Well, she just watches him. I mean, oh, Sue Studio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, Land of Confusion. Yeah. I remember. No. Uh, she it, tells him, don't worry. Uh, no, this uh, uh, the, the song, you know, in the air yeah. tonight. No. That's what, the one I was doing. No. What's, what's the, what, now, what's the one where, where supposedly it's watching a... That, yes. Is that in the air tonight? Yes, in the air tonight. Okay. All right. So And then he <laughs> he tracks her down, writes a song... Gives her tickets to a concert, sits her down in the front row, and then sings at her, and then she kills herself. Phil Collins says that this is an urban legend. I looked this up, by the way. Phil Collins says it's an urban legend. It is absolutely an urban legend no, because it, the story makes no sense. He says it's an urban. He says it's an urban legend that the song is about watching someone else watching right. a person drown. Uh, but when I was reading it, the thing that upset me the most is apparently uh, what he meant to say. What he is saying is that it's like a game the the translation was like a game of telephone uh of how we got to that's what they think the song's about right but phil collins used the phrase chinese whispers to describe this and i i was blown away that there's another phrase of casual racism that i never heard before (laughs) so Apparently, in certain parts of the world, playing the game of telephone, telephone. is sometimes referred to as Chinese, Chinese whispers. whispers. It's uh, I and when I read that on Wikipedia, I was like, oh, okay. I, I have that. This has, is the story. This is the story is that he calls it Chinese Screw whispers. Baffled I, the the fact that I found out that apparently somewhere in the world, Phil Collins referred to this as Chinese, <laughs> Chinese whispers. whispers. Back in London, Michelle goes to try and find John Parrish. She goes to an abandoned toy store that looks like it's burned down. Imagine you're the interviewer. Okay. So 
Philly. Yeah. You know, people say, well, what's going on? Did you kill that guy? Did you try to get that guy no, killed? No, 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 no. It's been, it, this has been blown out of proportion. Uh-huh. Yeah, take scribble, a lot of scribble, notes. Scribble. Okay, I will yeah. talk slowly. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's been like a lot of Chinese whispers. <laughs> you dropped your notepad. You know, you know how like Asians, we can't understand what they're saying. And so we have to assume, oh, you're leaving. Oh, oh well, uh, I'll just keep talking. Because that's the implication on that phrase, right? That like, here's their foreign. Yeah, they start speaking their ping pong language. Yes, exactly. And none and, of it makes any sense. And so we have to just assume and guess what they said. And maybe it gets taken out of translation. Right. Yeesh. Yeesh. Um, uh, so she finds that there's some occult stuff in this abandoned toy store. A Bobby shows up and is like, what's all this then? You can't be in here. It's, this store got set on fire, you know? Right. After, yeah, sure, after this, I'm right going to pick up a shift at the zoo by yeah, the I, dog I, exhibit. Yeah, I, I, I really love those dogs. <laughs> I hope nothing scary happens there. Glad those cages are so well made. I've heard there's a Dracula about, but uh, it's all superstition. Right. It's all Chinese whispers. <laughs> you know that old classic phrase? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he also says that John Parrish died. He's like, yeah, that fucker, he burned up in this thing. <laughs> he owed me money. <laughs> now got- he's fucking dead. <laughs> You're goddamn right he's dead. <laughs> uh, back... Back off at the at the manor. Leonard Nimoy meets up with Michelle, and they head off in Gurley. They're tailed by a black van. Michelle believes, for some reason, I don't know why, she believes uh-huh. Jennifer also has psychic powers. Everybody has it. Every, yeah, everyone who's Every got a fucking, fucking brain problem has yeah. got psychic powers. Uh, Leonard Nimoy believes that old dad is uh, he's an evil force somewhere. Duncan's the guy's name. Yeah. He feels that Duncan is an evil force and there's something and he's going to get into bad stuff. And I think she loosened the railing and I, I fell into <laughs> the ocean. She knew how seductive railings are. She watched me drown. I didn't drown, though. I apparently right. pulled myself out of these fucking, like, Wuthering height cliffs. <sighs> um they go yeah did he crawl up the rock face we never we never get an explanation he like falls in the water and he's like it, it's like a 200 foot drop yeah right? and it's into like craggly rocks below yeah. and then the next scene he's fine <laughs> like and he's woo! like oh boy oh boy you should have been here yesterday yeah, he, has, he has one napkin that he's dried himself he's with like oh man it got crazy <laughs> fell off a cliff yeah. and broke all my arms and legs <laughs> but let's get in the car the uh, the car gets pushed because they step out of it. Girlie gets pushed into some bushes, and uh, somebody in the black van uh, they go and they go and look to mm-hmm. see if well that, that black surely they're been, dead. Sure, yes. Stop calling me Shirley. The somebody in the back of the black van bops Michelle on the head, pulls her into the van, and takes off. So now she has superpowers. Oh no! God damn it! Well, now there's a riveting chase. Now his goddamn race car. Enthusiasm Skills finally comes in. Off. Again, the, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, what the fuck was the point of him being a race car driver? Like, I I actually wanted there to be a story element of, like, I have to finish this case because I got to get to the I race. I have a big race. But no, instead, but instead just it's, fucks off to England. Nah. And now he's, like, just driving really fast on these old dirt roads like an asshole. Right. So he chases this van. 
uh, and it's like wacky races because it goes on for like five minutes as he's driving this 27 Bentley. Yeah. Uh, he almost runs into the hay bale truck that he saw in his visions earlier, uh, but uh, the uh, the van stops and the driver gets out and runs away. We don't know who it is, but then Leonard Nimoy saves Michelle, pulls her out of the back of the van, and then they drive back to the manor. Once they get back to the manor, they find Jose Italiano jogging up to the manor very suspiciously. <laughs> oh God! Leonard Nimoy gives him Leonard Nimoy gives him the business, right? And uh, Mrs. Faraday says, "Hey, you can't be treating my terrible Murderous. stereotypes <laughs> this way." Yeah, and tells him, "You're gonna have to leave tomorrow. You got to get off the premises. You got to take a hike." She asks if he's heard about the new Italian tires. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> then uh, so Leonard, he says no, walks away, and we never we, talk about it again. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy has another vision, and he sees Jose Italiano covered in blood. Right, he's like, oh no, oh he's he's oh, murdered he's co- again. He's covered in marinara. <laughs> that 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 uh, pasta fest was no joke at Olive <laughs> oh, Garden. Man. The older woman. The, that is taking care of the effects suggests that Jennifer may have uh, gotten a strain from her father, which bristles Andrea. This, I think, is hinting at the fact that, like, uh, Conrad, what the fuck's his name? The dad, Pops. Duncan? Like they, Duncan was like a... They a like, wizard? Like a wizard or like a warlock or right? something. And now... Uh, the daughter has taken after this the warlock. I don't know. I would have preferred this to be more grounded and not a bunch of like, if it's okay for like Leonard Nimoy to have ESP, but the yes. fact that everyone else is a witch in this yes. fucking show. The fact that it's Dark Towers all of a sudden sucks. Yes. It should be that if he has vision, it should be that. He's the only one that has this ability. Yes. yes. That's exactly right. That's what it should be. And, but he doesn't know how to control it and it seems to come randomly. Right. When he's driving and he almost hits the hay cart, he should have a flashback to that time when he crashed his F1 racer. Mm-hmm. That yeah. way he doesn't know which fucking timeline he's on yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's all, it's all jumbled up. Instead, everyone's a fucking witch. Yeah. Huh. Uh, while they're talking about their leads, they decide to have a breakdown. Because, again, they got all the fucking players in this. They, they know Duncan, but they don't know who the fuck he is. They know that the... They don't know where he they is. They don't know where he is. They also know that the that uh, the guy in London is dead. Also, the goddamn concertina. They don't. Where's know, that? We don't. Yeah, they don't know where the fuck that is. Uh, they the the only the only person they know that didn't do it is Gurley. All right, <laughs> that's just a dumb car. Well, hold on. Let's see okay. what the big all twist right. to Act Three is gonna be. Okay, <laughs> maybe it's a killer car. All right. Uh, yeah. So the they've got the young couple. They're a bunch of drug pushers. Maybe they drug the 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 tea. They don't know. They've got uh, Mrs. Faraday. She seems like a real creep. Yeah. They got Jose Italiano. He had He's that Italian. Vision. He's Italian. You can't, well, can't trust on. him. Jeez. Talk about Italian whispers. Right? Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, it could, it could be a bunch of other people. But while uh, they're writing this, Leonard Nimoy subconsciously writes the phrase, Duncan is dead. He's like, I don't know why I wrote that. Maybe you heard it on the radio. Wishful I don't know. thinking. He's <laughs> like, I wish I were dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrea wakes up in the middle of the night, thinks she hears her daughter calling her from outside. She runs out back and finds her daughter on the ground of the, the farmhouse that's oh, in the no. back. She's so overwhelmed that she faints. But back in the house, Andrea's resting on the couch, and her daughter's perfectly fine. 
Uh-oh. Nah. Crazy. And what do you think that means? A, she's playing a concert team. Oh, no. no. We never uh, see that thing. She's like, your daughter's fine, you dumb-dumb. You passed out because you heard something. You're going crazy. Right. You're crazy. You're a crazy person. But then we also find out that the trace wells can fall off the suspect list because it turns out they don't have narcotics. They don't have prescription drugs. It seems like the 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 the, the, the husband, he sells cosmetics. Ah. What? See, and you buy 10, 10, you get 10 of your friends to buy it, and they get 10 sure. of their friends to buy it. People right? say it's a pyramid scheme. It's, it's not, not a pyramid scheme. It's not scheme. a pyramid scheme. It is, we are bringing the savings directly to you. All you're doing is just getting more people to buy, and then they do the work for, for you. you. All right? That doesn't sound like a pyramid. So who wants to sign in? Anyone? I, Anyone? It's, uh, we, Duncan? I've got, I've got the room booked for another three hours. That's why Nobody I'm here. Nobody leaves. <laughs> get the doors. Close the doors. Uh, in the morning, Leonard Nimoy finds that uh, Jose Italiano uses a secret passage, and he's sneaking into the wine cellar mm-hmm. of the manor. All right. He stops him and stops him from getting brained with a wine bottle. Now we got something. But it, it turns out that Leonard Nimoy has another vision, and the reason that he saw blood on, on Italiano is because he's actually a butcher. Yeah. He was lying about being a, uh, a, a, a road man a roadman a, a an engineer, engineer a civil engineer it's turn turn it turns out that he's just a just he's an a, average he's a guy that loves wine and likes to act like he's highfalutin but he's actually a butcher right so take him off the list he's just a guy that was lying for no reason yeah he just showed up by himself to steal a bunch of wine to lie to a bunch of people <laughs> steal wine who hasn't done this mark i love i love taking a big weekend trip to go lie to a bunch of people I uh, call do it I- going home for Christmas. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Do I get to do my Italian accent as I'm doing it? Uh, <laughs> as long as I'm not there. Because <laughs> then, yeah, sure. That does sound like a good time to go to a B&B. It's be like, big, big mustache. It's a me, Italian guy. I love, a, I love a America. Yeah, hailstorm of a love. I make love to all of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's fine because he's Italian. He's Roberto Benigni over here. <laughs> Jumping over chairs. You're like, sir, this is a holiday inn, <laughs> not the Academy Awards. Take it outside. Meanwhile, Michelle heads off to uh, back to Pop's place to try and find out some information on this anything she's like guys we got viewers that are like what the fuck is going They're on like here? we gotta give I've them watched something 45 minutes of horse shit all right i've i'm the one that's baffled at this right. point uh, it turns out that she finds a uh, a uh, a maid that's cleaning up the house and learns that well this person this old lady that's been here looking after old dad's effects has only been here for like two weeks and she thought she'd been what? living there forever and also she finds a picture of john Parrish. Michelle also finds out that via a phone call off screen yeah. that Duncan died eight months ago, which happens to be before the, the letters, letters started that were being nice coming in and being like, "Hey, hot stuff, let's 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 get to it." I'm positively turgid for you. I cross my English Channel. Oh God! I'll show you my Union Jack. Jack. Big Ben Fucking is what you'll be palace. calling me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Beef eater. All right. Oh, that's, the last one. that's the last one. 
Michelle and Leonard Nimoy go into the cellar and they find a mystery door which leads into the lifts, the the well of the elevator. Right. Uh, and the door closes behind them. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're stuck in an elevator oh, shaft. We're stuck in this elevator shaft. Jennifer then, meanwhile, while this is happening, they're, they're locked in this elevator shaft. Jennifer tells Andrea that she saw her dad. And then there's a very tense scene back in the elevator shaft where the elevator is going to fall on them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's coming. But it's then gonna... it doesn't. And then it doesn't. It, doesn't. it stops Everything's and it goes back up. So they're fine. They're fine. Uh, Louise, who's the old woman, mm-hmm. uh, the, she Andre- Andrea. Yes, the old bag. Yeah. Yeah. She goes upstairs. Andrea goes upstairs and uh, she finds Louise in the wheelchair who uh, uh, says, uh, look, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> look, man, <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, yeah, this is. You got you. You're getting pranked here, right? <laughs> it's cool, all right. It's fine. Everyone gets Louised. Uh, they have been gaslighting her, making her seem like she's going going crazy for the past week or so. And what's going to happen is she's going to sign a bunch of papers that uh, put the estate, the you know, all of her wealthiness, uh-huh. over into uh, her daughter's hands. Sure. And then she's going to jump out that window and, and die. That's and don't the worry, plan. The daughter will be very well taken care of. And uh, Andrea says, "Well, that doesn't that doesn't sound like something doesn't I want to appeal do. to me." Well, she says, I, "I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what the fuck to tell you." Because yeah. then the woman in the wheelchair, she stands up. Oh, oh no, she's ready to fucking beat. So now you know what's happening, right? Yeah. No. No. Uh, Louise says that Jennifer has unusual abilities and she wants to use them. Again, in the worst way. <laughs> I don't know what this means. We don't see her like. Levitate a thing, pick yeah. lottery numbers. Uh, none of this. Set a dog she's on fire. She's just kind of a shitty teenager, and she's wearing this dumb pendant. Stuck in the elevator, Michelle tries to coach Leonard Nimoy to use psychic force to unlock the door. Right. It doesn't work. Meanwhile, because they were shouting. <laughs> she jiggles the handle, <laughs> and it works. Uh, Leonard Nimoy jokingly shouts, uh, open sesame, but it turns out that... Uh, Again, Italiano is back in the wine cellar stealing a bunch of booze. Yeah. <laughs> Hears them shouting and opens the door for them. They head upstairs and they find Jennifer and Mrs. Faraday in mm-hmm. the in the main ho- uh, lobby. Mrs. Faraday runs away. She's like, uh, uh, uh everything's uh. fine. <laughs> she runs away. It seems like they're going to have a fight to like take out Jennifer because she's got <laughs> this pendant and Michelle's like, you need to use this cross-arm technique. She's oh, got, this like, is cr- terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, like, trained him on this. Sweep the leg, Johnny. And they kind of stare at each other, and then the daughter just runs up the stairs. She trips and then breaks the pendant. Right. Like a big fucking dope. <laughs> Dumb. Um... So the pendant breaks. While is it the- because you can't have Leonard Nimoy punch a girl in the face? Well, if they had revealed that she's, like, being controlled by something that's, like, a, you know, if, if she's, like, just try and take it. Now, she's, like, sounds yeah, like a dude. Levitates. And she, like, sucker punches Leonard Nimoy and sends him across the room. Right. Like, I guess maybe then. But instead, they just kind of stare at each other. And Leonard Cross Nimoy's, arms. like, you shall not pass. Right. And uh, it's it's dumb. She trips. She breaks the pendant. But it turns out that Mrs. Faraday was running away in the car but apparently the pendant was some kind of anti-aging thing. Right. Because when she's in the car, she looks really old. And she screams. She crashes her car. And, and again, I... Old people can't drive. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> checks out. That, that'll just... That's fine. I'll give them that. Uh, 
Leonard Nimoy then heads upstairs to stop Louise from doing something bad of pushing Andrea off the balcony. It turns out that Louise is really fucking strong because she like whips a table and a gas can (laughs) and throws Leonard Nimoy across the room. Well, there's a reason that Louise is really strong. She's not this old woman in a wheelchair. No, no, no. That's actually John Parrish. Ah, what? You see, because uh, it turns out that Duncan died. They thought John Parrish died, but Duncan actually died. Okay. So when Duncan died, John Parrish assumed uh, Duncan. Who's dead. Who's dead to try and convince the woman, the, the daughter, to show up the England's right and get at her money right and get at his the daughter's psychic abilities sure and he pretended to be this old woman also to uh in makeup and a mask yes because he's wearing a makeup and a mask to look like an old woman right um and 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 you see because he's in he's like a he's like a chameleon he's like a master spy he's like an actor is he he's like an actor I believe. okay uh and uh so uh yeah that's He's like, he's like a he's like a well no because then Leonard Nimoy it's like oh no I'm gonna fall off the side of the building and John Parrish runs at him but misses him and Parrish Completely. runs runs over the side and and falls into the surf below which apparently doesn't kill you as we've seen from Leonard just Nimoy gets you wet you just kind of swim out of it and you're right. like you, uh, it's like being pushed in the dicks. pool you're like I, my cell phone was in my pocket <laughs> you fucking asshole well. The police are now here. It's it's later in the in the morning, uh, I guess. It's they apparently had late checkout. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, thanks. It's a job well done. Everyone says goodbye. The 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 young couple leaves because they were newlyweds. Jose Italiano leaves with a bunch of booze <laughs> like stuffed in his shirt. Then the they like fired the major domo. Like all the, everyone lost their job. Yeah, everything went terrible for everybody here. Uh, but then uh, Leonard Nimoy and Michelle say their goodbyes. They say, "Well, I have a big race to get to in Monaco because I'm a race car driver, as you Don't know. know." If you forgot that. And uh, Michelle's like, "Well, I have to go sell some rare books because that's what I do." That's me. But then. Right before he gets in the car, because they're about to say their goodbyes and goodbye forever, Leonard Nimoy has a vision of an airport, and it turns out that that uh, John Parrish isn't dead. He's pretending to be a blind person, huh? You know, and he's gonna do something bad uh, with a nun. I think he like picks up a nun or something, and Leonard Nimoy says, "Well, don't go anywhere because we've got to go to Paris to solve this one because there's trouble." I hope I don't get baffled. Next week. On Baffled, in color. And that's the end of Baffled. Mark, what did you think of Baffled? Andrew, this was one of the worst things we've ever watched. This was pretty bad. This was terrible. Um, I don't know how you found it. Uh, I found it. It doesn't make sense. It's poorly made. The only thing it has going for it is that Leonard Nimoy Leonard is there. Leonard Nimoy's in it, who seems to be um, doing his best. He's trying. Like I, I know he's not like swinging, like doing some big, overly broad stuff. But at least he's he's there. You right. know, he's a good, solid hand. He's lends a little bit of gravitas to it. You know. Sure. And I understand that at this time it was like popular to have detectives who have a hook. Yes. So you would have Columbo, who's a detective, but he's like a slob. He's a slob. And you don't know if he, if he you seems, always he seems know. like doddering. Yeah, know? he seems doddering and dumb, but he's actually he's the up on and everything. Yes. Or Ironsides. He's a detective, but he's in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. McCloud. Uh, he's a 
city cop who wears a cowboy hat. Quincy. He's a medical examiner. Medical examiner. So he's a detective, in, but he's using the dead as his clues. Right. Stuff like that. Yes, it's a hook, and it's the same thing as it is Which today. Is, it's fine. Instead of, but instead of police officers, now it's doctors. It's the other way. Right. So it's like it's a he's a doctor, but he solves his cases by being an asshole. He's a doctor, but he's got autism. That's that's that's, that's the good doctor. That's the good doctor. Uh, he's a, there's a doctor, but he's got a heart of gold. He's a doctor, but he's an alcoholic. Like there's that's sure a bunch of these shows now. So I can see the premise uh, there of like. Okay, it's he's he's a he's an unlikely detective that has somehow fallen into these mysterious powers, which he got before the crash. By the way, right? He's always had them. The brain injury didn't necessarily spur these on. No, it happens before he crashes. So, in my mind, the way to fix this show because it's bad as it is, real bad. It's boring and it's bad. Is put the characterization on. The back and forth between Leonard Nimoy and Michelle. It's like, that's that's where you want, like, the will they, won't they uh, stuff that, hang, that a lot of these shows hang their hat on. Right. But it's like, Leonard Nimoy should be like, I don't believe in any of this horse shit, all right? I think I have a broken my brain. My brain doesn't. Please brain, get me to a doctor. My brain doesn't work right. And you're telling me that I'm some kind of, like, uh, supernatural psychic psychic and I don't believe in any of that and then he should be the skeptic that has the power and she should be the one who believes that doesn't have the power I mean it's Mulder and Scully it's like sure. that's exactly it, they should be butting heads over the fact that uh, Leonard Nimoy should be like we should tell the police yes I'm I'm a race car driver I'm not trained in fighting I'm not I don't have a gun I don't have any of this stuff. And you apparently sell books, which I feel like is a lie. All right. I, I <laughs> you think we're going to find something out about her. And he and, keeps finding her reading books, but they're upside down. She's, she's like, like, oh, oh this, this is so rare. So, so rare. rare. That, so that's how they printed it. It's upside down. I'm reading it the right way. It's it's pink in the middle. It's so rare. Oh. <laughs> that's been her thing the whole time. Jesus. So, and then and then you could at least build stuff off the fact that it's like he's a skeptic, she's not, and obviously you see that there's some stuff that is believable that you're like, oh, maybe there is the the thrust of the show should be, is there actually psychic powers or is it all happenstance? Right. Like, which one is it? Because I could see this going in. I thought it was going to go in the direction that it's like, oh, Leonard Nimoy has these powers and. He's butting up against John Parrish, who is his like one-armed man in the fugitive. Sure, constantly chasing after this guy who's like some master criminal. But he has the advantage of having some kind of psychic power. But the fact that like everyone is a witch in this show, right? And oh no, we've all got psychic. There's powers. like anti-aging, and and apparently the daughter has some kind of psychic power that we never see. I I don't know. It all. It doesn't come together, and I'm hoping that if they were like, well, if we get a 13-episode order, maybe we can explain it through other things. Or we can work at iron out all these mistakes that we've got here. Instead, they've put together this 90-minute thing that's terribly boring Mm -hmm. for a logline that is, Leonard Nimoy is a race car driver with psychic powers that solves crimes. Yeah. Like, you hear that, and you're like, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's try it. Ticking all the boxes. But then you start watching it, and there were like 45 minutes where I was like, 
Oh my God! Like get to the point. Yeah, I never thought I'd miss Italiano. <laughs> yeah, I want bring him back out. Bring him here. back it's, out here. Just leave a bottle of wine out. He'll show up. It's like it's like Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, would you recommend Baffle? Never. Mark? No. I think if, I think this was worse than Project Alf. Oh no. Uh. I feel it like doesn't. It I I'm always upset when there's a show that is or a book or a movie or something where it's like they're a detective with superpowers that only work sometimes. And it's and like but, a lazy writing. But that should be crutch. that should be what motivates. But if Leonard that's Nimoy, what the show is, that should motivate Leonard Nimoy to be like, it's it's so weird that this only happens during contrived like a, it's under emotional distress or something like that he's like so that makes me think it's not real right it's just my brain is going into like a fight or flight mode and stop trying to tell me like i can harness it because when they when he tries to unlock the door and nothing works. nothing works and i'm like that's what the show that's should hilarious be. that should be him trying to bluff his way through it i mean they did it with you know psych came out in that's what the mentalist in psych is right is is yeah guys trying to well the mentalist is like he can predict like he actually is like a it, there is no ESP, but he can, he's like knows enough about human psychology that he can predict what you're going to do before you even do it. You know, it's like the clock king. He knows how sure. he knows how fast Batman takes the punch. <laughs> doesn't, so, doesn't mean anything, but sure. But in this circumstance, it's like he actually has these powers, which, again, would be fine if there were some interplay because Leonard Nimoy is like all in. Within ten minutes of the show, yeah, where she shows up and she's like, "You've got the touch. That's right. You've got the power, baby." And yeah, yeah exactly. And then he's like, "We're doing it. Let's go to England." Uh, he's like, "Did you hear? I got the power. I got the touch." <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a mess. I I wish I could I could you can see where the hooks are, and I feel like there's a kernel there that could be good. Yeah, but it's bad. It's a bad also terrible title by the way yes not horrible. a good title get baffled this summer it's like no thank you what is don't want to what was that one with rain wilson where he was like a dickhead detective you know what i'm talking about they were like it was like loggerhead or something like yeah that. no it's like it was it was like saw or like no. it was it was something it was like fat mouth it was it was a compound <laughs> word uh, it was a red <laughs> flipper meathead uh yeah it's meathead yeah it's like uh Finally, you'd taken all that abuse from Archie, and then all I said, right. "No more." Now I'm going to solve crimes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a good show, unfortunately. But that's the gamble we take here on television yep, movie, TV night. movie night. You hear something that says, good. "You hear something that says Leonard Nimoy is a detective, is a race car driver with ESP who solves crimes." Look, you're going to get us every time, right? right? But Mark, unfortunately, we had a bummer this week. But next week, oh my God, we got a good one. Something good this time. We got something great this time. Mark, for next week, we are watching this 1994 failed television pilot classic from the Fox Network. Tonight, Fox presents a world premiere motion picture from the creators of the hit comic book series, The X-Men Comes Generation X. They've got the power. They've got the technology. They're the new generation of superheroes. And they're coming. Yeah! Save the world. You can't win. I need some help out here. Come on! Get ready for Generation X on the Fox Tuesday Night Movie.
That's right, folks. It's Generation X. Aw, uh, yeah. TV show about Gen Xers. No, it's... They're drinking Diet no, Coke. No, hold on. It's... Uh, they're, uh, I, I, they're... I can understand the confusion. They're eating Domino's pizza. Yep. And they're playing Sega tapes. And they don't like their parents, uh, think they're old fuddy-duddies, yep. uh, voting against them. You know, they're going in the opposite direction. No, Mark, this is... We've, screw Young Justice. Screw Teen Titans. Fuck Batman. <laughs> oh, he my said, God. He said fuck Batman. He said fuck Batman. Uh, we are looking at Generation X, which was the first attempt from the Fox Network, at least, to uh, jump in on that sweet, sweet comic book money. This is uh, in the... Does this predate the animated series? It's... Uh, I guess it's right around the animated series, but in... in the live action world, right. get into that extended universe shit, you know? You know, the good shit, yeah. right? <laughs> Pure. The good Marvel Uncut good shit. shit. Generation X is a uh, X-Men adjacent Thing? show about a bunch of people going to Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. Yep. And it's 1994 as hell. A lot of Dutch angles on this, my friends. Oh, yeah. We're going to be watching every single frame and telling you how it stacks up against... X2. Luke Cage. Mutants United. Um, Iron Fist. Supergirl. Well, that's a, D that's a DC property. So what? Oh, okay. All right. Uh... <laughs> Scud, the disposable assassin. <laughs> well, now you're just going anywhere you want. Uh, but that's for next week. American Splendor. Uh, yes, okay. That's for next week. Uh, of course, if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Podcast. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review there, really helps us out. Or you can follow us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, anything else to talk about when you got baffled? Andrew. Yeah. I'm having... Oh, a vision. Oh, yeah, good. Focus on it. Focus. I can only see the edges. Yes. What is it? Uh, it's somebody handing me money because you guys suck. Oh, all right. Cut him. Come on. Cut his mic. Cut, cut his. Cut his. Cut his mic.